Welcome back to episode 15 of the Charged Up Show. In this episode, we had the privilege of speaking to Chris Merchant, one of the best quarterbacks that played in OUA football. Chris has a really interesting career timeline, and he is one of the few quarterbacks that led his team to -to back-to-back national championship appearances. We get to talk about his past career in winning the Heck Crichton Trophy, the highest award in OUA football, and his future of playing pro in Europe. Make sure to check out his impressive highlights on YouTube. And lastly, we are partners with Amazon, so if you ever want to buy anything on Amazon, make sure to do it through our link. Hope you enjoy. So how have you been doing? What's uh, How's it like in Calgary right now with everything that's going on? It's good. It's crazy, man. I mean, when all this hit, it was kind of like a surreal thing. And uh, a, couple, a couple weeks after that, I kind of got the got the message from Finland saying uh, that they weren't going to be able to bring me over there. And uh, with everything going on, they, they hope I could come next year and everything. So uh, hoping that I'll be able to, to go over to Europe soon and, and play with another team maybe. Uh, but yeah, just trying to stay positive and uh, glad the weather's starting to get a little bit better slowly. But uh, picked up a job just part-time to try and get some funds in the pocket and yeah, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Good. We'll we'll definitely get into everything going on with Europe near the end, but um, but yeah, that's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with that. Uh, one thing that is nice is the football season ended a while ago before Corona came in, which is nice. Uh, we had uh, Garrick McFadden who went to Acadia out in Nova Scotia. Yeah, uh, his episode just came out today, and they were hosting the hockey championship. Right. And it actually got canceled after the first two games of the championship were playing. Yeah, I remember so, that. Cause I actually flew to Nova Scotia for my sister's uh, iron ring ceremony. She had just graduated from engineering at Dalhousie. And uh, Western, my alma mater now, was uh, was playing. And they had, uh, they had beaten the number two seed like the day before or whatever. And... Um, and it was kind of like they they were upset City that year. They they beat the number one seed in the OUA playoffs, and then went on. And we were like, oh, maybe they have a chance at winning the national championship. And then the tournament was canceled. So I remember that it was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was a bummer. So um, kind of just at the start, it's kind of a loaded question, but uh, just from the start, like how how did you get into football? What was it growing like in Calgary playing football? Um, what got you into it? Yeah. Um. My, my mom's from Denver, uh, so I kind of grew up visiting cousins and stuff. And uh, my uncle and my father took me to a, a Denver Broncos game when I was young and uh, just fell in love with the atmosphere, the physical aspect of the game. Uh, and so I, I started when I was about eight years old uh, playing for club teams here in Calgary, uh, which is the earliest you can play. Uh, got seriously injured my first uh, first season, actually. So kind of thought that would be the end, but it kind of just drove me to want to play more. And um, in my second year, it, it was like Adam football. And I just I scored 26 touchdowns as a running back, just kind of had a knack for it and kind of fell in love with the game, fell in love with the connections you make with people. And uh, from there, I just kept playing. And I was a dual sport athlete with soccer and football. And uh, by the time I was like 16, I had to make the choice between the two. At that point, I was just loving football a little bit more and uh, decided that it might lead to more opportunities through university, uh, especially within Canada and and the U.S., where my goals were. Uh, So decided to go with that and 
haven't looked back since it's been awesome awesome cool yeah it's always interesting um hearing like other football players because me and keith we used to play football and back yeah. in like the, the you know the peewee days you get thrown around everywhere different positions and yeah. watching the tape like you're you're obviously a fast guy right even i can imagine fast kid right so um you mentioned when you're running back is that like what you started out playing and then you eventually went to quarterback or yeah so i started as a running back um i was just kind of taller and uh and a little bit faster than the rest of the kids so they threw me at running back i was this lanky kid and um it just kind of was agile because of soccer had pretty good vision and uh just ended up being pretty good at it. and then and then uh i went to a new club played running back for a little bit and our quarterback was a little undersized and the offense just wasn't clicking and I was throwing the ball with my dad before a practice one day and our coach came up and was like, do you want to play quarterback for us? So uh, that was when I was probably 12 years old. So ever since then, I've been playing quarterback. But uh, I, I, in between that, I played receiver. I kick a little bit as well because of soccer. So I've been all over the field. I mean, cool. it's football's fun, man. You can just As long as you're getting the ball and playing, it's it's a good time. Yeah, um, just as a little bit of background, uh, we should have got this in this before, but um, I, yeah, I'm Keith Agar. I've played, I don't have a big uh, football background. I've, I've been playing since I was about seven years old for Cambridge Lions. Oh, uh, yeah. Cambridge Lions football, yeah. And so I've, I've just, yeah, I'm in my grade 11 year, so just heading up. And then Nate's also been playing for quite a bit too, so... Nowhere near your level, but still, still got a got our toes in the water there. So it's pretty cool. Hey man, I just the fact that you guys are, are in the sport and and are enjoying it. Hopefully, um, again, football is one of those sports that, especially in North America, opens up so many opportunities uh, outside of sport, which has been super beneficial for me as well. The connections I've made, uh, even at Western, I got to know the president of Western just because. Uh, I was invited to an event and got to speak to him and now that door is opened and so beyond the sport it's it's so cool what it does for you yeah no that's that's very true um now kind of just jumping back to where we were but uh you we read that you played in the NCAA so did you get yep. offers for, throughout high school there uh for that a little bit yeah so I uh Two years into high school, transferred to a boarding school in Ontario, which is how I ended up out east. And uh, when I was out there, I, I was doing camps and circuits down in the U.S. for a few years. And uh, so my goal had always been to play Ivy League uh, in the Ivy League. And uh, so I ended up going to a bunch of camps uh, there. I ended up getting a, an early admission offer from Brown. Um, and I was on my way to maybe a few other offers there, but... Uh, I had also gone to the camp at the University of Buffalo, uh, played really well, ended up having a great relationship with the coaches, and they offered me as well. And what I found out is that Ivy League is crazy expensive unless you can get financial aid. So I uh, decided to go with the full-ride scholarship instead, and, and it had always been a dream of mine to play at the at the top Division One school. I mean, it's, it's a mid-American conference, so a little smaller, but you're still playing with some of the best athletes in the United States so it was a really cool opportunity something that you kind of touched on that you had to move away um what was it like in Calgary obviously you know one thinks of Canada in general 
as a football place, especially out west? And what was that like playing Calgary? What made you decide you needed to move? I mean, Calgary football is actually really, really good. Um, they've got a great club system with a lot of great coaching, a really good high school system as well, um, especially the, the really good schools. Like um, there's three that come to my head right away, Notre Dame, Henry Wisewood, and St. Francis, who are all usually within probably, in my opinion, probably the top 10 programs in the country. If you could put them up against anyone and they do really well. Um, I ended up going to a school that is a little more academically inclined and uh, they have a great rugby program, good basketball program. For some reason, the football program just never kind of took off, but uh, it helped me kind of learn, continue to learn and, and step into the player that I was. And uh, I just decided that if I was to pursue the goals that I wanted to pursue, uh, then I needed to go somewhere else that was maybe a little more um, inclined at football as well. So I decided to go to St. Andrews College just outside of Toronto for, for two years, which was awesome. Best experience of my life so far. So, uh, yeah, something I was always interested in is because uh, obviously you've moved a whole bunch of different places. And um, how was like the like the atmosphere or, di or the dynamic of like playing in the States compared to Calgary or playing in the Ontario like area? Like was there was it like different at all or was it fairly the same? Absolutely. Uh, it, it really is when people say it's like a religion. Um, I mean, it's even it's even crazier down like way down south, but oh, yeah. even at, at Buffalo, um, it it really once once you get to that level, it's a full time job. You you wake up, you go to your lift, you go to meetings after, then you go to class, and in between classes, you have practice or more meetings or something like that. So it's basically you're just squeezing in classes and homework in between football, which is what you're basically there to do. So. Uh, it was awesome for what I wanted to do, and, and I learned so much, um, not only about myself, but about the game of football. And, uh, yeah, it, it really is a different different atmosphere down there. I mean, there, there are programs up here in Canada that are starting to get that way. I mean, you've got the Westerns, the Lavals. I mean, Calgary, the University of Calgary winning the Vanier this year, I'm sure. Um, they're on their way to, to building – uh, an elite program that, that has had a ton of success over the last couple of years. Um, so there are programs that are starting to get there and you kind of live and breathe football at those schools as well. So I think it's just a matter of time and I'm hoping that more schools will kind of hop on that train and, and the coaching will continue to get better in Canada. So, uh, but again, it is a different animal in the United States. <laughs> it's it's sure, just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Now, if it's okay with you uh, talking about this, but, you had you played in the NCAA and uh, D one school. What made you want to come to Western to play and transfer over to Western? I believe it was twenty sixteen the year you did yeah. that. Yeah. So um, after my first full season at Buffalo, um, the school uh, fired the entire coaching staff that had recruited me. Oh wow! Jeez. Um, oh, so they cleared they cleared staff they cleared house and. Uh, they decided to bring in a staff um, from a Division three school, Wisconsin Whitewater. They, at the time, had like 106 and six. Like, they had won 106 games and lost six and oh. won a ton of national championships. They're a great staff, and they're still there to this day, and, and they've completely turned around the program. So uh, all the respect in the world to them. Uh, but at the time, they uh, 
they had brought in a kid who was 6'7", 250 pounds, and ended up getting a shot in the NFL. And uh, at the time, I decided to, to stay out that one, that one extra year, um, try my best at winning the starting job. And I actually played really well during spring camp and uh, maybe personally thought that I had earned the, the right to uh, maybe be in the, the top spot to be the starter that next year. Uh, but they called us in and said that you're all tied and we want to continue the competition going into um, into fall camp. And I just decided that uh, I wanted to go somewhere where I knew I would I would play. And uh, I just didn't want to be a backup for maybe the next two or maybe the rest of my career if that's the way it happened, just because the kid that I thought that they were leaning towards and that uh, his name was Tyree Jackson um, – I thought they were going to go with him just because of maybe the way that they had treated him. And it's kind of seemed that they were leaning towards him. So decided to uh, transfer back up to Canada and had a great career at Western. I have no regrets at all. Obviously um, it would have been nice to play in the division in division one and, and say that I did that. But again, I have no regrets about coming back up to Canada. It's good football. And, and I made a lot of good friends. So. Yeah. Fair enough. No, yeah, what well, was, what was that like coming back your first year? Like, I don't want to put it in this way, but did you find it easier to be more dominant at the U-sport level? A, li I, a little bit. I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hard subject. It, yeah, it, and it's hard to say because, again, I never got to play in a game. Uh, I, I played three snaps when I was at Buffalo um, in my second year when I stepped into one game. Um, so I, I – really didn't get a taste of the competition like obviously it was a little faster down in the U.S. and it, it is a smaller field uh, so the game is different in terms of it's four down football so it, it just changes a little bit naturally but coming back up I did notice that it was a tiny bit slower in terms of just how well prepared I was uh, because of the training I had gotten so it I wouldn't say it was easy like it definitely wasn't I, yeah. I was challenged every day and and there are so many great players, uh, especially in the OUA. I think the OUA is one of the best conferences in producing CFL caliber athletes. Um, so it was definitely a challenge every day. But I was definitely prepared to come in and be successful. And I, I think that that show uh, I showed that right from game one. So yeah, awesome. And with your yeah. freshman year, how uh, how did that go? Would, would you be able to talk about? your first year and at Western and how that went? Yeah, it was good. Um, it, it was difficult at first. I stepped into a situation where um, I was competing with another kid who uh, ended up being one of the coach's sons. And uh, who, he's become one of my good friends uh, today. And uh, we competed, had a great competition, and uh, I ended up edging him out uh, a little bit at the end there. But uh, he was uh, a great competitor uh, as well, and that's uh, Stevenson Bones. So he's uh, coaching at the University of Guelph. He has a, a love for the game of football, which uh, I think is is super special, and he continues to to pass on his knowledge to the next generation as well. So um, that was difficult at first, and obviously whenever you're in a competition, it's just a matter of, of doing your best and, and hoping to, you come out on top. And from there, we ended up going uh, – we lost to Carlton in our second game, which was kind of a – an upset, I guess you would say. And then from then went undefeated, ended up losing in the Yates Cup after being up 
uh, crazy amount. And that's a game I don't really like to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I, in my opinion, if you play that that game 100 more times, we'd win it 99 times. So it's just we just got unlucky, and that's the way that's the way sports goes sometimes. But uh, yeah, it was a great first year. I learned a ton. Um, I, that was a really talented team I played on too. So it, it, just looking back, every team I played on was different, and I have some really good memories of my first year at Western. So yeah, and we uh, we've talked to a few other people throughout the uh, the podcast who've played in OUA football, and we've all discussed how Western's such a dominant team around here, and how even not even at the like or even at a university level, but even with um, junior level, like with the Cambridge Lions and the OPFL, this kind of area, like uh, London is yeah. known for their sports and athletics. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, again, I think it, London, like Calgary, has done a great job of, um, with great coaching, being able to coach these kids from a young age and, and develop them. And that's why they have success because Western, a lot of their recruits are come from the local schools and the local clubs. And so I think that's a credit to just how good football is in London. Um, I mean, there are surrounding areas as well, like Hamilton and, and Toronto that have great football as well. But London being kind of a smaller town, it's it's pretty cool to see that the success that they've had. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So what was like a, a day-to-day kind of um, day at Western? Was it like hard work? Like is it hard to – to balance like workouts with your schooling and like especially being a top caliber like taking a lead um for the team right as a quarterback was it was it hard to manage at all or was there some ways that you cope to to kind of help that yeah being a student athlete in general is difficult i mean it's again maybe a, a little bit less than division one but western was in my opinion as close as you can get um we woke up we had classes uh, and then at three, um, you could maybe get a short workout in. Uh, this is this is in season, by the way. Off season is completely different um, right. at every school. But in season, as soon as your classes are over, uh, you go to meetings. And meetings are from three thirty until like four thirty, and then you get right onto the field um, from four thirty till what six six thirty. You have practice. Uh, that's really high intensity, obviously, at the university level. You're, especially with the, the coaches at Western, you're go, 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 because we play such a high-intensity, high fast-paced offense. Um, so as soon as that's over, we have a team dinner, uh, just so we're all staying in the same place. And then right after dinner, we have meetings uh, for another few hours. And then as soon as meetings are over, you go home, you do what you can for homework. And it's really about time management. It's it's using the time that you have in order to stay ahead on your studies. And as long as you do that, you're fine. You, everyone says as a student athlete, you can only pick two things, your, your sport or your school, or if you decide to sacrifice your school, you can't go out, something like that. There are ways, as long as you time manage and you do that, you can live a normal life and and still enjoy and have fun and go out. So um, again, my experience at Western was awesome and I was able to have a ton of fun on top of getting a great education and, and playing high level football. So, yeah, sounds good. Uh, uh, what was, let's, I think it's time to hop in your second season. Was there 
do you think uh, that tough loss obviously really helped you out for the second season and having that loss and maybe the, the having to leave you uh, Buffalo and coming into your sophomore season, do you think that really helped you find your groove? Because you clearly did in the second season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that summer um, was intense. There was there was guys on that team that really took it personally when we lost to Laurier uh, in that Yates, uh, especially the way that we did. Uh, I think guys completely revamped and uh, they took that summer more seriously than I've seen any team take a summer, um, especially the leaders uh, like John Gabulin, who's playing the CFL now, um, another linebacker, Phil. We had AT at running back, Cedric. All these guys worked their butts off, and we had a great O-line that worked hard all, all year as well. So um, it, it was just a credit to, to the work that we put in in the offseason to prepare us for that season. And then everybody kind of saw what we did during the season. It was all the work that was put in uh, when people weren't watching. So I think that's why we were so successful, and, and that's why we became so close as a team was because we knew how hard each one – the guy next to us worked. So – it was a special season. It's it's hard to just put into words how much work was put into winning that Vanier and, and obviously to beat a great team like Laval made it even even better. Yeah, for sure. It's it's tough, especially like I mean from the past, like definitely not to the caliber that you've played in, but like um from the other sports that I've played, football is like it's a special um like relationship you have with your teammates and I mean you, you go through thick and thin with them and um, I mean, I've, I've played a championship um, season with Keith, right? We came up short and it was devastating, right? Mm. But uh, I guess like players, um, you really have to bounce back from that. And it seemed like you did. And, um, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And like you said, it is a, it's a special sport because with other sports, you can kind of have one guy on the team who's, who's a stud and can take over a game and win that game for someone. Like like in hockey, you ha you'll have a Con Connor McDavid or LeBron James in basketball or yeah. things like that that you can take over a game and probably probably win because of it. Whereas football, if you on offense have has one person that's not doing their job, someone runs the wrong route or an O-lineman misses an assignment, the play is not going to work. Yeah. So – it, game. And you could lose a championship because of it. You fumble the ball or something like like one play in football can make the difference between winning and losing. So I think that's why it's a, a different game than every other sport, and why I love it so much. And especially the coaches from day one, especially in uh, from my experience, they preach the brotherhood. Like they they mm -hmm. want everyone to kind of be a family because. Like you just said, that's how that's how you win games is cooperating with each other and like being a unit kind of as one, right? So yeah, yeah it's you, important. you need to know the guy next to you has your back. Yeah. If, if all of a sudden you look over and you're like, oh, I don't trust that guy, it's probably not going to go too. Yeah, well. exactly. I really want to get into the Vanier Cup. That's that's a huge deal. Would you be able to tell us about that whole experience and especially? going back to back, which is not a lot of people can say they've ever done that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely winning at winning one. And I mean, I get to say I win one and I lost one, which I, I wish I could say I won too. But mm -hmm. uh, the fact that we um, beat Laval the first year and did it in a convincing matter, I think just solidified just how good of a season that was for us. 
um, it was a special week. You go in, the media's all hyped up, and um, it was funny. I go to the media conference, and one of the questions I ask is, "What did, I got pulled earlier that year in a game. It was the worst game of my career against McMaster. And the media, that was the only question I got asked was, how did it feel to get pulled and, and, and stuff like that. Yes. So the whole week, that, that's kind of in my head. It's like, man, I got pulled, and that's the only thing they care about. And meanwhile, I'm in the national championship. So yeah, it's kind of funny. And, I mean, that just showed – it just proves that sometimes the media is just trying to get under your skin and, and try to get a reaction out of you. So, um, but other than that, it was a great week. Uh, again, just bonding with your teammates. Um, you're locked into a new level. You know how much is on the line. So, uh, again, it's hard to describe in words what it was like. And then you come out and you just execute perfectly on game day. And it was just one of those perfect storybook endings. So, um, that first Vanier was something that I'll never forget. Uh, you have these memories that you're like, oh, I'll never forget that. But kind of just lingers, whereas I can remember almost every single play from that Vanier Cup that we won, I, like still to this day, without going back and watching the, the highlights or anything. I can just replay the game in my head. So, um, it's like the Super Bowl that, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe I'm just weird because I got a weird <laughs> memory like that. But <laughs> well, That's really um, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the second Vanier, obviously different story. Laval came out ready to go. Um, they're a great team, great coach. Uh, Glenn Constantine is one of the, the best to ever do it, obviously, with all the Vanniers. They've won the last 10, 15 years. Um, and they had a great quarterback with Hugo Richard. So uh, they came out ready to go, and um, yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say that they outplayed us, or and you can we could complain about the refing or whatever. But uh, I, again, I thought it was a hard competitive game, and it came down to a couple plays, in my opinion. So, uh, but another great experience to get to play at Laval in their home stadium for the Vanier Cup. That felt like a pro atmosphere with all those fans and. And they were drunk too to to add <laughs> on top of that, just because you can drink in the stadium. So it's um, again hard to describe. Just an because, unreal experience. Yeah, it unreal, surreal. There's so many words to to describe it. Yeah, and I, I kind of got a two-parter for you here, which is something that I'm really interested in. Is what was the feeling? The first one is what was the feeling going playing in Hamilton? Obviously, like I'm sure you guys had a ton of Western support borders there but yeah not many people made the trip to Quebec versus going into Quebec the second year what was that like yeah I mean either one was we had great fan support um at both I mean we had definitely had better fan support and our students were able to come to Hamilton which was um which was really cool and it was everyone says it was it was more of a London um it was more of a home game for us than it was for Laval and maybe that was a little bit true but there was a ton of Laval fans there too. So like whenever there was a bad play, like there would be noise in your ear and it was still super cool in Hamilton. And then you go to Laval where it is like 95 Laval, 95% Laval fans. You're walking up to the stadium and there's guys screaming at you in French and, and probably swearing at us. And again, it really was a, a pro atmosphere, at least in my opinion. And it, Again, completely different experiences, but both something that I'll look back at with really fond memories, despite winning or losing. Yeah, and then um, the other part was it is 
what's the feeling of finding out you're going to play Laval back-to-back years? I think it doesn't matter what sport you're playing. If you beat a team one year, you don't want to play them again necessarily the next year, especially you said you handled them pretty good. And I watched that game. Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily close. And yeah, you know, they have a reason to be even fired up more. And we're kind of like, Oh shit, we got to play these guys again. Yeah. I mean, there was part of us that were like, damn, we, we have to go up against Matthew Betts, who's the best D lineman maybe to ever play in U sports and like things like that, that was like, okay, this is going to be difficult. But I think as a, as a competitor, um, whenever you get an opportunity to play the best, you're, you're more excited. Uh, I, and I think that was more the energy of our team that year was even though, yeah, we had to play a great team. Like you don't want to face um, somebody that's not going to give you their best. And, and really like if you win a national championship that against a team that maybe doesn't deserve to be there, it, it's really not as special. Whereas Laval was the, the top of the top. Again, you look back at how many championships they've won in the last 10, 15 years, that is a team that you want to beat. And for, we were fortunate enough to do it the one year. And again, we had to play them the next and they came ready to go. But I mean, a one, one split with one of the best teams to ever do it. It's not too bad in my opinion. So. And you also won the MVP, the Ted Morris Memorial trophy. That's, that's awesome too. Uh, what was the what was the feeling and reaction to that? Yeah, it was kind of the cherry on top. I mean, to you always look at these like Super Bowl MVPs if Brady wins, and you're always like, ah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> it is. It is nice to step up and get a little bit of recognition for a game that you played really well in. Um, but it didn't top winning the Vanya, and it, it never will. Uh, just an individual award in a team sport will never live up to the to the actual team award that you get and i also encourage um any of the viewers to check out uh your highlights as well because i was watching a bunch this morning and i would consider you as like the lamar jackson of oua football like your playing style is so cool how you're able to uh you're able to pass the ball insane lengths and also you're not afraid to rush the ball too we have some of your um, your total passing yards was estimated about like 8,202 and total rushing yards was uh, 1,494. Like it, those are crazy numbers too. So a little, another I congratulations. Appreciate I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a good four years, as I said. And uh, my stats might not be as gaudy as some of the other guys, but uh, again, the only one that I really care about is my win-loss record, which as a starter, I was 39-3. and three, And I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what matters. Mm. You look at the individual stats in a team game, again, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day unless you're winning. So Yeah, of course. And uh, kind of going into your, your play style a little bit, um, as a football player, I know everything happens so quick and it's so in the moment and you don't even have time to really think uh, during your plays and stuff. As a quarterback, I'd say it's pretty dangerous to put yourself like outside of the line, right? So would you, how would you say your mindset of being more of a rusher is too as a quarterback? Um, that's just, the, again, that's just the competitor in me. Um I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win at the end of the day. And, and 
you'll go watch my film and, and you'll be like, oh, why would he take that hit? Why wouldn't he slide? Something like that. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not playing football because I'm scared to get hurt. And and I got I got injured this year in the biggest game of the year. Um, I tried to play through it. It ended up being a really, really bad injury uh, that I wasn't allowed to play through. Uh, I tried to talk the doctors to let me go back in, but they wouldn't. So but that's just the kind of guy I am. At the, at the end of the day, I'm going to lay my body on the line in order to put my team in the best position to win. Um, obviously, if, if I do get hurt, then that's part of the game I play. Football is a physical sport. Uh, and I'll tell that to any quarterback. If at the end of the day, you don't want to slide because then you come back and you're like, coach, I had to get the first down. 100%, I would agree with you. Um, because again, football is a game of inches and a game of plays. That one play could make the difference between winning and losing. And yes, I agree that you need to protect yourself in, in certain situations and, and, and prolong your career as much as possible. But football, you only get a few years to play it. So you may as well give it your all. There's one yeah. video of you against Kingston, which was so, I watched it so many times of you trucking like a linebacker running at you, which was so cool, especially as a quarterback <laughs> to see. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. and even just so now at the the end of your career at Western, you got the you earned the um I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but the Heck Carrington right. Trophy. Heck Crichton, yeah. Heck Crichton Trophy. That's that's the best, highest level uh, achievement that it, I guess any football player could ever get. Like that's that's huge. What would you? How could you uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, it was a, a special, another special award to to end my career uh, at Western. Um, it's uh, for for people that are watching and don't know what the heck Crichton is, it's basically equivalent to the Heisman, the Heisman in Canada. So um, there's been a lot of great players to, to go before me. Um, again, their stats were probably a lot better than mine. Um, but I think what was special about winning it this year is that a lot of people um, counted us at, as Western. At the beginning of the year, if you go back and you look at um, kind of the preseason thoughts and and what was going to happen like a lot of teams maybe thought we were going to go maybe four and four be really competing for a playoff spot um and we had a really young team like a young line a new running back very young receivers like all over the board on offense so um even though my stats might not have been as crazy as some of the other years like even last year with Sanagra breaking the record and stuff like that um I think it was just a, a special season because we were able to again win so many close games, but came out on top at the end of the at the end of the day. So uh, I think that's what made that award a little bit more special. Again, I, I won't look at look at the season and be like, "Oh, I didn't have the stats to actually win that award." It was, well, we went undefeated. We maybe shouldn't have, but we still did it, and at the end of the day, did what we need to do. And it's clear to see your passion and heart for the sport, which I'm sure contributed to um, your achievement there as well. Absolutely, yeah, I love it. I mean, I could go all day talking about football, and and um, I'm coaching a little bit right now and doing whatever I can to to continue the fire within me uh, until I get to play again. Uh, and I know I will get that opportunity. It's just a matter of when and where, and I'll be ready for it. So. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I applaud you. Like, you seem like a really wise and humble guy and, you know, perfect traits for a football player. But I uh, 
I kind of want to dig into what made you um, think to go to Europe. It, in terms of playing professionally, uh, I was supposed to be uh, – I, I had signed with the Montreal Alouettes last year. I went to their training camp. Um, ended up getting uh, released and sent back for my final year of school, and I thought that maybe I would get re-signed, but uh, maybe it was due to my injury, uh, the foot injury I sustained. Uh, they had a, they had a new GM this year. Um, there there's a variety of factors. I don't know what goes into to signing guys and what doesn't. So uh, no team decided to sign me this year. So again, it's it's another chip on my shoulder. But I'm I'm not going to look back and and be salty about it. I'm just going to move on and, and go somewhere that that wants to play me and believes in me. I I got one quick two before we jump into Europe, and this is even a backtrack from that. Um, what was the experience like winning the? the award, the MVP, and I saw that Western video of you and a couple teammates had to hop on the flight to that banquet. Can you run us through that experience? Because it seemed pretty awesome and how you fi- found out you won. Yeah, it's cool. Um, that's a, a pretty uh, fun banquet to be at and uh, the award ceremony. And, and that, was, that was my third year going because the two years before that, uh, it's the Vanier ceremony. So uh, since we were in the game, our whole team got to go. So that was the third year I got to experience it. Um, Laval always did a, a great job of putting on the, that whole ceremony. And um, I was on crutches at the time because I was uh, still recovering from my from my foot injury. Uh, so it was a little difficult to get around. But whenever you're around, like, the best athletes in the country or the best football players in the country, it's always cool because you get to just, just talk about their experiences and, and how much they love the game as well. So uh, really cool to step on that stage and, and be um, awarded that in front of all of them. And, uh, just get to share that experience with them as well. How was the uh, the rehab on your foot there? Was it was it lengthy or what kind of helped you there? Yeah, it's very lengthy. Yeah. So um, basically, I guess, in my opinion, it's it's basically the equivalent of tearing my ACL in my foot. So yeah. um, it uh, basically, I tore all the ligaments in my foot. It's called a Liz Frank injury. So I had surgery on that uh, in November and uh, I'm, I'm all good now, but it was about a five month recovery, um, heavy, heavy rehab and just doing whatever, because it's the bottom of your kinetic chain being where all your weight is and everything. Uh, it just takes a long time. So it is what it is. And um, I'm just, again, ready to get back on the field now and, and forget about it. For sure, yeah. And I think we're, if we're all good to get into Europe now, yeah. I think that's the biggest. Yeah, we can finally get into what's coming next. <laughs> so Europe, um, I've never, I've never heard personally, and I'm sure a lot of people haven't either, about football being anything really in in Europe. Is there a yeah. hidden like hidden gem out there that we don't know about? A little bit. I mean. Um, there used to be something called NFL Europe. Um, and yeah. that was kind of, I think the basis of what kind of built football in Europe. And, um, and now it's no longer called that, uh, each country there has its own separate league. Um, so there's, there's a football league and, uh, where I was going to go was Finland, but there's one in Germany, there's Spain, there's Austria, there's France, there's all of these different countries have, um, their own uh, individual football leagues. Um, maybe some are better than, than others. I, I know Germany is considered kind of the highest um, um, tier, 
when I when they were signing players, I was still coming back from my foot injury, so I wasn't able to go on and try to sign with a team because I wouldn't have been ready for the season. Um, but Finland is kind of the latest season, and uh, I ended up finding a great team. Uh, they're called the Vasa Royals. Um, again, it's kind of a shame that I didn't get to go over and, and do that with them because I was super excited for the season. And I think we were going to be super successful. Um, but yeah, football in Europe is, it continues to grow. And the CFL is actually doing the CFL 2.0 initiative to kind of partner with them and, and continue to grow the game, not only in Canada, but in Europe as well. Uh, so that it kind of becomes worldwide, kind of like what soccer did way back when. And, and now it's kind of a worldwide sport. Were you able to uh, go to Europe and like test out the water? Because I'm I'm just thinking, is there a language barrier as well between people, or is everyone pretty good at speaking English? I'm sure there's a little bit of a language barrier. Um, again, I I had I didn't get the opportunity to go over there and actually see for myself, but from the experiences I had talking with like the GM uh, who's from Finland, uh, spoke really really good English and. And from what he told me is that basically everyone does speak English. Uh, and I mean, those are really highly educated countries. I mean, Finland has one of the best education systems in the world from what I know. Um, so I, I don't think it would have been a massive issue. I, I mean, maybe in other countries, there is a little bit of a language barrier, but I think there's ways to overcome that. And, and they are used to bringing what are called import players over to play on these teams. So they have ways of getting around that. Yeah, that's so that's so cool to go to have that opportunity to go there. And obviously, especially you're young, right? You have your degree, and I, I hate to be the guy who always brings hockey into this uh, for the football interview. No, right. But um, obviously, all the hockey players we have a lot of young OHL players, and you say like, "What do you think? Like, what if you don't make the NHL? Right? Like, the odds are most people won't." And, uh, would you like, are you going to look to go to Europe? And they all say, yeah, like that's such a cool experience to be able to go live there. And now you have your degree, you have something to fall back on, obviously. Hopefully you don't have to, yeah. but you, you can, you can take that risk, right? You're at the perfect spot to go try something cool. That's so awesome that you're going over there. No, de definitely. It's uh it's an opportunity as an athlete growing up, you don't have a ton of time to travel and, and go to places to see the world. And, and now if you can use sport as a means to, uh, kind of get over there and, and maybe save some save some money and, and get to see the world in a different way while also get getting to play the sport you love. That sounds literally like the best thing in the world. Yeah. So um, that's one of the reasons that I chose to do it. Uh, I could have hung up the cleats and just, you know what, I'll get on with my life. But like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm still young enough. I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit older, but I'm still young enough to go over there and, and, uh, and help the team win a championship while also getting to see a new part of the world. Perfect. Well, I think that's probably a good way to end it off. I don't know if you have any last-minute questions, boys, but I uh, appreciate for you. Like, that's been great. Like, you're an amazing role model. I feel your story is great. Um, anyone would, would, would love to, uh, I'm sure, look at your highlights or anything that I will link them in the description. And thank, thank you again for coming on. It's been great to talk to you. Absolutely, guys. Um, yeah, I'll definitely check out some of the other, uh, some of the other podcast uh, stuff and, no, it's it's awesome what you guys are doing. Um, as you mentioned, you guys are all in high school, yeah. Yeah. Still? Yeah. Man, that's crazy what you guys are doing already, and and the fact that um, you're able to 
uh, be comfortable enough to, to get on these videos and, and do these with people yeah. is something that obviously is going to set you up for the rest of your life. It's, it's awesome. So we really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we hope to see you in the CFL sometime. Yeah. We'll get you back <laughs> on for sure. For sure. But yeah. Thanks again. Yep. All right, guys. You guys have a good one.